So the big question is this, how do busy moms like us transform our lives and the lives of our families by simple everyday things without a medical degree? This is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Krista Ryan with Corner Chiropractic and Laser Clinic, as well as Miss Dr. Mom. <clears throat> and um, as you can tell with me clearing my throat, there's been a ton of coughs and colds in my clinic recently. And I just chatted with you about um, what to do on the previous episode with uh, baby crouping. And if you haven't seen the episode, um, I do cover one um one kind of trick that and tip that I use. So please go back and look at it because I'm actually going to be, um, uh, I want you to understand the reason uh, why I tend to reach for Arnica and use it topically on colds and flus. So go back to that episode if you haven't had a chance yet. And uh, I just wanted to chat with you about how to kind of boost your immune system in the winter seasons, because I often get that at this time of year. Year, I have a ton of patients coming in, and they're like, uh, "What can I do to protect myself uh, for this season?" Or, "How do I deal with a certain cold, certain flu, a certain gastrointestinal uh, issue?" And <clears throat> people usually come into my office and I can tell before they get sick that they're going to get sick because their body has this tension in it that it wouldn't otherwise have. And I often tell them, oh, you got to get started on something because you're fighting something. Now, if you check the back of your neck, oftentimes you'll feel heat uh, pouring out of the back of the neck, just where you want to stick your hand right at the base of the skull uh, and into the neck. And you'll feel this extra heat coming out. And then there'll be a tension or a little twist going down uh, the rest of the spine. And as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, have you been getting sick recently or anything like that? Now, the top of the neck, the second vertebra down, <clears throat> very often I see that all the time whenever you have a sore throat. So sometimes you can have like neck issues because you have uh, nodules in your throat that actually pushes on the vertebra and pushes on the bone and it'll push the bone out of place. And so I'll ask people, oh, you've had a sore throat or sinus. Now I can't tell the difference between the sinus and sore throat. It's the same bone out of place. So whenever I see that bone out of place, I always ask my patients if they have a problem with uh, colds or if they're hanging around somebody that have a, has a cough or cold. Now, typically what I recommend is I just recommend generally to really boost your immune system up and try to hit it hard. Uh, in the winter time, we get way more colds and flus in the summertime and that uh, that I believe is in part due to the amount of vitamin D that we're getting because when our skin is exposed to sunlight, we produce uh, vitamin D and we have a lot more vitamin D. It does actually work on the immune system. So I tell people in the wintertime, uh, take vitamin D as an extra supplement. Now, a regular a regular maintenance kind of dosing that a lot of people recommend is a thousand international units. There has been recent studies saying that uh, people with Crohn's or colitis is better up to five to six thousand international units of vitamin D. Uh, oftentimes when you're walking around in the sunlight in the, in the summertime, you're in, you're not sun tanning or doing anything extra in the sun. You're getting about 10,000 international units, uh, of vitamin D on a regular basis. So I'll tell people for 
is whenever you start getting signs and symptoms of cold or flu, get on the vitamin D, uh, boost it up. I usually do higher doses for the amount of time that the cold's there. And then you go back down to more of a maintenance dose when all the symptoms and signs are gone. Now, I'll do that as well with uh, vitamin C. Because uh, vitamin C is another one that your, uh, boosts up your immune system hugely. Now, I use vitamin C in my clinic for a couple different things because... Uh, oftentimes before there was things like glucosamine chondroitin and sulfate for joint, um, basically for a lot of water in the joints, they actually use vitamin C and they used it in a specific way in order to bring more water into the joints. But a lot of processes in our body uses vitamin C. And so when you're looking at cold and flus, you do want to boost it up temporarily. Now there's a little bit of a caveat with that because Vitamin C, when you're using it for over a year at over 500 milligram dosing, um, it can create kidney stones. So I never recommend vitamin C over a really long period of time. But in the wintertime, when you're getting cold and flu symptoms, definitely boost up the immune system for a short period of time. And how I get people to do that is usually I get them on about 6,000 international units of vitamin C. Very short time period. We only do this only, only, only for two days. And I had a doctor, um, I was using a whack of things when I first started into practice. And I had a fellow colleague uh, recommend that. And he had had um, a lot of good experiences with just boosting up vitamin C. And so he really recommended that for me. Now I started to use it a little bit more often and I found that just boosting up the immune system with the vitamin C and having it more readily available in the body really changed the way and the length of time that the colds were around. So uh, again, it's not something that you want to do on a long-term basis. This is a very, very short boost. I only do it for two days and I don't do it on everybody. It just depends on what state you're going into the cold with um, and and you know what your age is. So you want to look at those different things. Um, kids, vitamin C should never be up at 6,000. You want that... Um, like a third at max, 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 if you're ever going to boost it up. Uh, so again, you're looking at, okay, vitamin C is in, is a little bit hard in the kidney when you're in a prolonged use, especially on something that's not naturally found in food that's on the um, ones that are produced in the drugstore. So um, make sure uh, vitamin C, uh, increase it. Now, typically in colds and flus, I find that each year is very, very different. And colds and flus, there's certain um, years that just do better with other other um, herbs and vitamins than other years. So I'm never usually per year reaching for the same thing. And it's just like hit and miss on what's more prevalent. Now, I always, always, always reach for vitamin C and vitamin D and I get everybody on that, especially pregnant mothers. They can't really 
do anything um, and they can't take cold stuff. They can't take anything over the counter. So just doing using vitamin C and D in the best way possible, I find is the best thing for them and for the majority of people. So if I'm going to do anything, I do the vitamin C and D. Keep it simple. And then and then if somebody else needs like a little extra help and if their immune system isn't, you know, really getting rid of things within like less than a week, if I haven't seen a big change in less than a week, then I'll oftentimes reach for other things. Now, Chinese white flour, there is a, um, uh, which is essential oil base. It has uh, peppermint, camphor, uh, it has eucalyptus, things like that. Um, I often like will get people to put it on topically. It helps hugely. Now, I don't typically reach for that for pneumonia or bronchitis because I do find that I've had a lot of patients that say any sort of essential oil when you have bronchitis and colds, or not bronchitis, bronchitis or pneumonia, um, doesn't work and it just makes things worse and they can't breathe and they just feel like, they just feel like um, it, it increases their symptoms and doesn't help at all. So I typically don't reach for anything along essential oil line when I'm looking at pneumonia or bronchitis. So if you are experiencing problems with essential oils, stop them. And sorry, guys, I was interrupted there. So I am getting back into the podcast here. And uh, I wanted to just address some of the things too that I get people with um, <clears throat> doing when um, I'm suggesting the vitamin C. Sometimes I'll get people to do more natural sources of vitamin C instead of doing supplements. And uh, red pepper has actually uh, quite a bit more vitamin C than oranges. And so I'll actually get them to eat a lot of natural red peppers. Now we got to realize in the wintertime, especially when the food is coming from farther away, that the vitamin mineral content to the vegetables aren't necessarily going to be like what we would normally get from the food in the middle of the summer when you're eating it like right out of the garden. So just realize that a lot of people, we can try for more natural sources, but it's not necessarily going to be my go-to. Now, uh, typically when I am looking at things that are viral based and when people don't, so whenever you don't have like a high, uh, high fever or high temperature, it's typically going to be a virus. Now, when I'm looking at virus, I'll, I'll often reach for astralgus or I'll get people doing something like, um, um, colloidal silver or um, things like golden seal. Now, golden seal I would typically reach for when I'm looking at anything that gives you a high, high temperature uh, because it is antibacterial as well as uh, viral. So now golden seal is very difficult to get in Canada, but I used to use it all the time when I was in the States for my patients when I was there. So Golden seal, um, astralgus, uh, sometimes ginseng is a pretty good overall immune booster. That's often what you find in cold effects. And um, I like the Siberian or the Panax ginseng a little bit better than the American ginseng. 
but the American ginseng is in cold effects, and cold effects is uh, pretty effective in certain times of the year and at certain times, and it is an overall really good immune boost. Now, when I was first into practice, I, I inherited a practice because I, I bought um, a husband and wife's practice uh, in my current city, and this practice, they used to actually carry a Chinese cough syrup, and the majority of my patients swore by this cough syrup, and it is still available nowadays, but the um, there was some problems with the cough syrup, and so we couldn't get it for a little while, and that's why I really actually changed my protocols, uh, because the cough syrup can be effective, but sometimes it's not in certain years. I find that each year is a little bit different when you're looking at treating a cold and flu with a herb. So... Guys, these things aren't necessarily consistent, but this is, again, like if you want to go to for pretty much every year, I'm always going to do the vitamin C and D. But if you're looking for things that are viral, I reach for astralgus. I'm just going to repeat all this. Now, something that I do do with my patients, if they have pneumonia or bronchitis, I find that uh, laser therapy works phenomenal for uh, that. Now, a number of years ago, I think it was about four years right now, I had uh, pneumonia and <clears throat> I was miserable. And I was miserable for weeks, like I had it for about 15 weeks. I went into the doctor about seven times uh, and each time they said, oh, it's just viral, you're going to be fine. Uh, but it was just so prolonged and I wasn't getting better. I was having like major chest pain uh, because of the pneumonia and finally, a doctor on the seventh visit, finally, another doctor actually listened to what I was having, having to say, and they put me on antibiotics. But when I, after I got on the antibiotics, I had um, another friend comment that I should have done some laser therapy. And for some reason, I just didn't dawn on me that I needed laser therapy. And when I sat in the laser for the first time, and this was the same day the antibiotics were, so I, I hadn't actually taken any antibiotics. I sat in the laser and I put um, the laser on my chest. Now, this is a low-intensity laser. Lasers are different based on uh, based on the frequency of light that you get. So not all lasers are equal. I We have Meditech lasers in our office, um, <clears throat> and this is what I used in this circumstance. And I put it on my chest and I felt a wave of well-being and I felt like I could breathe for the first time in about f like 15 weeks. So, and then I berated myself after that for not thinking of it myself. So sometimes even doctors, we try to be brilliant, but we're not brilliant and we're definitely not objective when it comes to ourselves. So... I hope this is very, very helpful for you guys. Again, pneumonia, pneumonia, bronchitis, I'll reach for laser, I reach for arnica, I definitely do the vitamin C and the D. Any sort of typical cold, I do arnica, vitamin C, D, and then sometimes if it's viral, I'll add an astralagus. And if it's more bacterial where you've had a high fever with it, then I'll reach for a golden seal. Um, I typically don't reach for echinacea. Echinacea is something that you want to keep on a, a short-term basis. It's not something that is a long-term basis and it's usually only effective before the cold begins. So if you feel heat pouring out of the back of your head and you feel just tension and you've been around a lot of sick people, that's when you'd reach for the echinacea. And echinacea is very hard on the liver over a long period of time. So you want to keep that really to 
a week or two, nothing more than that. So I hope this has been a very, very helpful episode. And um, please go back to this podcast anytime you have a cold and flu, because I have people, I preach to them all the time about what to do in a cold and cold and flu season, but I have to reiterate all the time and I have to revisit this material. And sometimes I forget. Um, I forget to mention things to my patients that could be super helpful just because it's not at the top on the top of my uh, brain at that point. So <clears throat> guys, uh, let's let's like kick the cold and flu's butts so that we are all healthy and we are living longer and stronger and have a, a wonderful rest of your day. The podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more strategies to change the health and lives of your family and friends. Subscribe right now and listen to upcoming episodes. While I make every effort to broadcast correct information, guys, I'm still learning. I will double check all my facts, but realize that medicine is constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. I am simply presenting my views and my experience on how to deal with complaints that will be as evidence-based as possible. I welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. I take no money from drugs or device companies. By listening to this podcast or reading this blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog under no circumstances shall doctor a miss doctor mom uh, be or contributors to the podcast or blog or any employees associates or affiliates of miss doctor mom be responsible for damages arising from the use of this podcast or blog